0: And I think it speaks to a lot about what you're doing now with hybrid generation. Speak, t- tell me a little bit about that growth and that awareness and how that has birthed what you're doing now with the uh, hybrid generation podcast.
1: Yeah, we've been talking about this for years. When I moved here, interacting with different people and getting a new pers- perspective, watching Canadian media, Canadian gov- government, mm. and all of that and obviously being a lot closer to America as well. And they talk more about race Mm -hmm. and Canada somewhat is growing in terms of talking about race. And that has really inspired me because I've never been able to talk about race in Mm -hmm. Australia. How does it
0: feel like not being able to talk about that?
1: Um, I feel like, I've, I feel like that, Was a big part of my assimilation process Mm -hmm. because i've been assimilated for so long and i didn't even realize that australian culture is in a way we call ourselves multicultural but are we really multicultural yes we have the different groups that have migrated to australia my family etc the different other races from europe but you've got to subvert to the Australian way. Yeah, you might be Asian or black or whatever, but you've got to have those Australian values. And so I feel like the other parts of yourself, like my Thai Lao identity had to fall back. Mm-hmm. So being Australian comes first, mm-hmm. everything else comes second. Yeah, And so I've never and obviously I think it's also I went to a mostly white school I have mostly white friends and some of them Italian Lebanese all of that but still we just never really spoke about it if I did speak about it maybe it would be within my family somewhat but then they don't really talk about it and I didn't really have that many Asian friends and they weren't really woke either (laughs) we just assimilated to the dominant culture which was white culture white Australia and Australian values some of that is great but also it's it's i never was allowed that space to really talk about race and i think also it's not just me growing and changing i think it's the media and the conversations now that we're having has really propelled that and i'm listening to all these new content online like jubilee Mm -hmm. right like youtube people putting content up we love jubilee and different asian voices like on instagram like de asian youth i love that them talking about yellow fever and like what it feels like to grow up as an asian american i never had that when i was growing up no one ever talked about that other side of themselves if i did it was more so okay that's your side of the family and then when i come to the white side it's i compartmentalize everything Mm -hmm. that's how i've had to live my life in australia
0: yeah it's very it's I think a lot of people that are not non-people of color that may not understand as much because it's a dynamic in which you have to fit in and the fitting in part is fitting into a dynamic that is predominantly white, predominantly mm. Western, predominantly a certain s- social structure mm. that you have to abide by. But and it's interesting when you're out in the world, it's it. those are the parameters or those are the rules of the game, if you wish, to, of how you're supposed to interact. Even though when you come at home mm. and your dynamics with your family of what they've been, what you're growing up is completely different. And like you said, that has to take a back seat in your daily life, in your daily interactions, whether it's at school or whether it's at work. Yeah and that side of yourself that is equally if not as as important as any other side has to be suppressed and it has to be for you to fit in is you gave these examples before and i think a lot of underrepresented minorities coming into your lunchbox we've all a lot of
1: us was very yeah yeah, we've all had those
0: conversations not all of us but a lot of us have had those moments in school where you just you bring something where it's just it's not a sandwich and it's it's a different type of lunch and it's you get called out for it at school for us oh what is that or what's that smell or yeah. that's so weird looking and it just makes you feel like an alien on a different planet yeah. and right away as a young child you are told yeah. by the social dynamics that what you're bringing that is different is not accepted or is yeah. not okay yeah. and you're constantly being shown these signs and they are not direct they are all indirect and they're all sub subvert and mm. this is what I think people when we talk about systemic or systemic racism or, or white supremacy or these words that are very confronting or it takes you like causes you to be like, wait a minute, that's not we, I didn't, we didn't design a system that is like, deliberately causing oppression. No, of course not. But when you over decades and millennia, socialize people to interact in a certain way, which is, which is based off colonialism, and it really forces you to come into a new dynamic where you have to show up socially to be accepted, you have to play the rules of the game, which are predominantly white and Western and male and, and whatnot. And, and there is very little room for discussions or... There's like,
1: no gray area. There's no gray area.
0: And, and, and that's the
1: thing is just there's so much of a black and white, like men should be a certain right. way in Australia. Exactly. Women should be a certain way. This group should be in a certain right. way. That group should be... There's right. no in between.
0: Right. You know and, what I mean? And, and yeah, and you're talking about the gray area is life, is what yeah. what we're all about. And yeah. that's a lot about what hybrid generation is about right yeah it's like you identify not only as australian but lao thai australia i
1: want to incorporate those two right now when people ask me where are you from i am going to say that i am thai lao australian yeah. i don't want to just say that i'm australian right and that's what i'm going to start off with i don't even care if it's actually complicated to anyone else exactly it's not complicated it's fucking this is what I am and just accept that you can either take it or leave it in terms of what you want to talk about Mm -hmm. those identities um and we're all, a lot of us are first generation in Australia. Italian, Australian, Vietnamese, Australian, there's a lot of us. And so I think a big part of what inspired me was a, a talk that I went to at General Assembly. It was about doing business with China, the startups that were becoming big in Australia at the time. And the, the, the first generation Chinese they were like, I'm a, I can actually speak Chinese at home, so I can talk to mainland, China, like people from mainland China and do business with them across waters. Yeah. And, and they can also obviously speak English and that was an advantage of them in terms of buying, creating agencies for sure. Chinese people to buy properties. And I was like, I've never heard that word before, hybrid. Mm-hmm. They're like, yeah, we're hybrids. Mm-hmm. I hate to use terms, but unfortunately I have to use that in this sort of world that we're living in right now. Hopefully that changes and it's not a thing and so I was like I want that was just the inspiration I'm hybrid I'm not one thing why do I have to be Australian or Lao or Thai why can't I just be both why do I
0: have to choose between something why do I have to sacrifice a part of my identity to fit into this group or to fit into work or fit into this dynamic why can't I bring and I have discussions about this at, at work is we it's important to bring your whole self To bring your whole self in any situation Mm -hmm. whether it's your friends family whether it's in work situation or or leisure whatever that is because that is all of the elements of who you've become today in this moment is all the different parts not just a particular part and i think it's not as hard to do when you are in the dominant kind of group of, of doing things it's harder for people that are trying to quote unquote fit in, because the fitting in is I can't fit in bringing my whole self. I have to fit in with the mold that you have dictated is okay. You talked a bit about what what is a, like what's acceptable, and in when you come to work and or in any type of situation is you have to say. Oh, I'm only, I'm Australian and you can't feel the safety to say Australian, Lao and Thai yeah. because it may be too complicated yeah. for other people and to I'm understand what that, that means. And i clearly not like
1: what Australian looks like, you know. Well, I, think I don't know. What like people who's, think who's was, to say yeah, what Australian looks like,
0: right? But that's the thing yeah. is like you have to now remove those other name labels yeah. from your own identity just so that other people can understand you. And I think yeah. like we don't talk enough about that yeah. because... That happens to underrepresented groups all the time. Is whether you come into work situation, whether you're a woman at work and you want to wear something, well, you can't wear it because you don't. You're not going to be judged on your opinion and your point of view. You're going to be judged on what the woman that's wearing uh, a a certain attire, rather, And, and, and it just completely has irrelevant things. And it's we're all. Different, we all have different things to bring to the table, and I think we could all relate to the stories that you're gonna bring to the table and have those hard conversations because what our differences are is our whole self, yeah. And no one fits into a singular mold, and it shouldn't be easy for people. To fit in. It should be, sorry I, I take that back, it should be easier to fit in if we accept all of our differences rather yeah. than confine people to certain boxes. And I love what like this the conversations that this is going to generate with some of the interviews that, that you're doing. Can you can give us a preview of the types of discussions that will be happening in hybrid generation and what we could look forward to?
1: I think What we're going to be talking about on The Hybrid Generation is basically talking about our full selves. Just how you described everything just then is that we're not just going to be talking about where we grew up or were born, which I am born in Australia, but we're going to talk about our racial ethnicity, our identity. Mm -hmm. And that's also my Mum's lao my dad's thai and mm-hmm. so we're going to be talking about those two sides of things i've done a couple of interviews now my best friend diana mm-hmm. she's mm-hmm. an italian australian and we get to talk about her italian side she's very proud of her co- heritage mm-hmm. and i think also the the privileges that she's had now that a lot of instagram influences and everyone's traveled to italy and they love italy right but what her parents experience how they were actually experienced racism a lot mm-hmm. during their generation when they migrated over. So it's interesting to talk about. Have you have we spoken to our parents about their experiences of actually moving from a different country and starting life all over it again right. in predominantly what was white back in the day? That's what I wanted to really talk about in the hybrid generation and talk about the gray areas. America likes to name an Asian American. I don't want to say I'm Asian mm. Australian because I'm Thai Lao Australian and when you lump all Asians together, you're saying that we're all. similar there's differences within Asian culture there's Vietnamese culture there's Cambodian there's you've got the Indian culture it's so diverse and Thai and Lao culture are very different and what's so interesting about Thai culture and our monarchy so I really want to talk about just those two sides and talk about how we grew up and it's not so one one one-sided it's it's really just nuanced in terms of our upbringing I've never been able to actually it's not that i've never been able to i just didn't have the knowledge and the capacity at the time to know how to talk about race because i didn't i didn't how do i say this i'm not reading what i'm reading right now about white privilege about you microaggressions i've never heard those words before now i understand what they are so i have more of a vocabulary to talk about that and a new lens i think mainly because it's i think through mostly black culture you guys talk about race a lot so it's just it's so interesting to talk to see that lens and see how it also applies to different minority groups as well. Maybe we're not experiencing oppression or racism overtly, but now it's becoming overt because of COVID. All the different things that we experience that has accumulated to even the current news that we've seen and the eight women who were killed by that white man. And how did that, how did we get here?
0: Yeah,
1: I don't know if I explain that. Yeah, no, that's, that's,
0: that's great. I think you talked about the nuances and everything that's in the gray area. And I, I really think that there needs to be more conversations about those nuances and to understand all perspectives. I think in an era we've gone with our, the advent of all of our technology, where we've shortened our attention span and we've shortened our capacity to learn from one another in other ways through ways. We've almost stopped the conversation and replaced that with tweets and comments on social media and in the comment section or judgments based on photos that are not indicative of real life and it's filtered views of what's really happening Mm. or sound bites or 30 seconds on YouTube. Uh, or on a story reel so to really understand a human being and all in all its complexities and what makes us human all human really necessitates deeper conversations and I think sometimes we don't have the safety to have those conversations in our regular social lives whether it's with our friends whether it's our family whether it's uh, social situations or even at work. But those are all things that a lot of people struggle with in a day to day because you said they don't have the vocabulary to they are experiencing certain Mm -hmm. things, but they don't even know what it is because they've never been able to have a conversation about it and let alone put certain words associated with that or definition of what they're experiencing and make sense of it. Because we're not having these conversations enough. I think, like, we're starting to probably more socially and globally with some of the recent events, especially last year that was spearheaded with the Black Lives Matter movement. You could see with the Me Too movement recently, also, and now the escalating hate crimes against Asians because of the COVID, but more, it stems way beyond that. And, but to be honest, this is history repeating itself. If This is a lot of things that underrepresented minorities or underrepresented groups of all kinds have experienced for quite some time. It, maybe it's just that we are living in a, media, a social media uh, era where things get tweeted instantly. And, and
1: everyone has a voice.
0: And everyone has a voice and things trend and start to oh, get picked up by different groups and, and media. So. I think it's easier to call people out which is good, it gives people that, that power dynamic back but we still need deeper conversations than just a tweet or just a comment because it's a lot more complex and there is no easy fix.
1: And it's funny that we call it complex too when really it's actually, it's just being more curious, it's not actually just having a surface level conversation and it's uh this is what you're just taking things at face value.
0: Yeah, you know no, I meant I mean? complexity in the sense that yeah. we're all complex human beings. Yeah, we're yeah, we're all right. multifaceted, yeah. multi-layered, yeah. multi-dimensional human yeah. beings, and it doesn't. We don't fit into a certain mold that has mm. been prescribed to us. As I'm a black Asian Canadian, therefore I have to fit in with what you think yeah. that means. Yeah. It means very, that means something very different to me than someone else. And I think it's not to say one is better than the other. They're all equally important because that is our own reality of how we're experiencing the world. And until there's a general understanding of the nuances Mm. of how you're experiencing the same situation that I'm experiencing, we're both living a common dynamic and social setting, but our interpretation of it or interpretation of someone that may say something to mm-hmm. us might be received completely different based on our human experience and that is fully complex and multilayered and multifaceted and that doesn't make it any diff- any bad or worse. It just makes it different. And that differences need to be understood. Yeah. And I, I love the fact that people have the the means to create these conversations and you're doing something really interesting, I think, that will be well received by people to open that forum to have this because we have these discussions a all lot. the time when, when we're watching a lot of the things that, that you mentioned, where those are really interesting dynamics to get people from opposing points of views To listen and to conversate and to because at the end we're all it's so interesting to see those conversations happen at the end they all embrace each other and they all have a hug oh great can I jubilee yeah yeah because at the end like we may have completely different
1: and that's normal with different human beings why can't we
0: just we should yeah we should embrace that and it's not we shouldn't uh, demonize someone else's point of view, someone that has a different point of view and I think we jump to that conclusion too quickly because of we we don't take the time or we don't have we've maybe lost the capacity to have a longer conversation than yeah. just something that's quick and short.
1: Yeah. And I think what's exciting is that in america and here in canada the conversations that at least are happening in australia i just i don't really know so someone can probably call me out for this but i'm not back in australia but i just haven't really seen anything in terms of besides abc talk about race in some segments that they have but it's not something that is constantly not constantly but we've never really sat down and really talked about race in Mm -hmm. our country yeah that's what I feel whereas here it's you see in the media there's a South Asian newscaster Asian Muslim across all media and I'm not saying that it's all perfect here in Canada as well but at least there is representation on media and news there's diverse perspectives that come through when there's another person corresponding or having an opinion about certain topics within the news or within different professions whereas in Australia I just don't feel we don't have that I I don't know I haven't seen that anyway as of lately and maybe because I haven't been in Australia but I do follow Australian news yeah I'm hoping that this can help in a sense to if anyone is listening (laughs) which is weird to say but it's more so for me I, I really want to just really just be this is me now and I don't want to go back on I don't want to go back to who I was. I've just I just want to put this out into the world and just really own who I am because I've never been able to do that.
0: That's awesome.
1: And I think part of it, babe, I think it's being with you. You really opened up my eyes to this. And and I've it's unfortunate that it takes someone you love to really look into race. And I should have I should have looked into this long enough. I think I've just I've assimilated myself so much to mm-hmm. the point where I've just brushed it when we went to the the vigil in Montreal. I'm hearing an asian another Asian girl talking about her struggles, being punched in the face, being mm-hmm. her eyes being made fun of. That isn't my experience. I felt really detached from that. I'm wait, that really is happening
0: yeah,
1: I'm actually shocked that that is that is happening yeah i didn't realize it was that bad and that's how i'm saying that yeah. my eyes have been
0: yeah covered okay. yeah i think yeah. and this is why these conversations are so important mm-hmm. because there's a lot of us and you, and i'm going to speak to my experience in a bit too but there's a lot of us that have veils on we mm-hmm. have we 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 have veils in a sense where we just see the world in the prism that we've that we know, and, and that is comfortable because it doesn't disrupt our understanding of it, of how we experience the world. And I think having hard conversations about race, about gender, about gender roles, about the points of views from political points of views, all of these really hard conversations, but especially the ones that talk about the different struggles or life experiences that underrepresented groups have to overcome and of all kinds, whether it's LGBTQ or racial or religious, whatever that may look, until we have those really hard conversations, the veil will never get lifted. And I think it's very important for the veil to be lifted because then it becomes a choice. It becomes a choice whether I continue, it's almost the matrix, right? It's that you take the blue pill or the red pill. Once you know this information, Once you or are awakened or open to it and you've awakened to the, and listened truly listened from a place of love and as a fellow human being, oh, wow, there's another human being that's experiencing something that I completely didn't even conceive of. That could be a possibility, right? Whoa. Now you have that information. There's a choice that has to happen Mm -hmm. internally where you're either, I'm going to dive deeper into this area where I'm, unpeeling the onion, if you will, and going deeper and deeper, or I'm going to continue to wear that veil. Yeah. And I think this is where the conversations about the, what it means to be anti-racist versus yeah. just, I'm not a racist, yeah. right? It really means that, and this could be about anything. And we say race because that's the the thing, but it's anti anti-anything, really. Yeah. You're opposed to the, the current status quo that is undermining a rep, an underrepresented group. But once you understand that it's a choice, then if you're choosing to put on that veil, you're ignoring the suffering or the, the struggles of a different cohort of people just so that you could stay comfortable. And I think that is un, make, bringing out the uncomfortableness of the comp- conversation is really important because there's too many groups and people that have have been living uncomfortably or suppressing parts of themselves for other people to feel comfortable which is the definition of inequity Mm. in in my opinion and until we have hard conversations about that we will never get to a place of equality Mm. right because there's a group of people that are live live comfortably and i don't mean oh they're living lavishly in a sense comfort in a sense where you don't release the veil you don't make the effort to to really dive into deeper understanding of what the struggles of an other cohort and how you're you may be playing an indirect role in that Mm -hmm. yeah so all that to say that i've been having these conversations more around we've been having them i've been having them with my my family i've been having them with my coworkers and colleagues i've been even understanding like my own privileges as a male in our society and in in at work especially at work in the workplace we know for a fact that the workplace has been designed and built around a structure to support white men that we know that corporations have been created and birth and laws have been created surrounding that and they were white men that have created corporations uh, since its onset at least in america and that kind of created the the rules and the laws and how, the social dynamics of it and it was never from inclusionary uh, or designed equally from a gender perspective. And now women have to come into this workplace where it's just they're constantly in a power dynamic. So I've had to check my own privilege as a Mm. male. And if I really want to be an ally, what does that mean? It's really really doing my own self-work to understand my own biases, how I might unpack that, have countermeasures against that, being very acutely aware of that. And Mm. until you've done the work, you won't be aware and until you're not aware you're going to continue to perpetuate behaviors that are going to enable the dysfunctional the dynamics and we'll never get to a place of equality yeah i think conversation it all starts with conversations it all starts with that awakening that awareness
1: and just knowing that they are going to be uncomfortable and you might say the wrong things but you'll have someone to check you and be like no actually that can be racist or that can imply something or and then you learn how to navigate that territory next time so it's not because I know sometimes I can be quite fearful as well with what I say Mm. and the guests that I bring on I don't my Russian friend I don't know a lot about Russia and I can say some things that I only know based on what I've learned or what right. I've seen in the media. And she yeah. corrects me. Yeah. And that's, it's okay to not know everything. And it's okay yeah. to go into a conversation and then the other person will tell you, no, that's not the case. You learn from those things. Exactly. And that that's curiosity. talking. Exactly. It's
0: the curiosity, having that curious mind. And I think people come into conversations mm-hmm. thinking that they know everything mm-hmm. or that they almost have a fixed mindset where it's just you already have a preconceived idea of what it is yeah you're not opening yourself up to other nuances or complexities or different stories Mm. that will help inform you and gain a wider perspective yeah
1: so that's why i'm saying that i come full circle with what we spoke in the beginning Mm -hmm. is when in Sydney Australia and I can only talk about my personal experience not everyone else I'm not saying everyone goes to the same thing but from my personal experience that's what I felt just mm. what you just said just then mm. when someone asks you where you're from mm-hmm. what school did you go to what profession you're in there are many making that preconceived judgment, like and a, then it just ends there yeah and you we're not gonna have a, a why question a right. curiosity as to yeah okay what does it mean when you ask me what school i went to yeah when uh, yeah i did go to a private school what does that mean so yeah. now we can relate on a certain level because you went to private school too it's based say-
0: on judgment you're all you're it's almost the brain is rewiring to previous stories yeah. that they've associated with oh you went to this school okay uh, yeah that yep. means that must mean you, that you X, checked y, all the boxes y, you can if be you my went friend to, grew up in this area that must mean blah, blah, blah. therefore you've told me you've went to this i have I know I have a pretty good idea yeah. of who you are, where that could be completely false, and that puts people into boxes and that's yes. called judgment, yes, and I think w- that needs to we need to remove ourselves or train ourselves in a different way to have conversations that are mm. more curious and open and tell me more about how you yeah. do. help me understand why when i'm a, things are yeah, this dynamic it's yeah. very interesting i didn't know i didn't grow up this way help me understand
1: yeah or, when i say i'm yeah. australian does it end there <laughs> of course you not. can ask me oh but what's your actual nationality oh you're thai Lao? cool yeah how do you was that growing up or just go in more depth
0: yeah you know and i think <laughs> that's is why I, be, I i it, I, yeah. I talk about this as being important because there's a tendency when it, it takes the killings and the murder of a group of people, and I don't know what the number is, but it, it, there's people that are dying every day from racial crimes and hate crimes, and even more so uh, on harassment and vandalism and, and whatnot. But it takes a certain amount of people dying before people start talking about it, and then the way uh a lot of people think that they support that is just by posting on it on instagram or Mm. putting out a hashtag and or putting out a tweet or uh, having a quick conversation saying oh i denounced this or i don't agree with that but it it goes a lot further because to me those types of gestures are very superficial to me Mm. as an underrepresented minority when there's a lot of people that i've seen that just either you make a donation to Black Lives Matter one time, but have you been making donations this whole time? Or you put out a a hashtag or a a post about Breonna Taylor and oh all that, or my heart goes out to blah blah blah. But then have you had conversations with people of color? Have you increased your environment and your dynamic social dynamic to include more people more diversity of different Mm. views or have you stayed with to me the all those superficial things that we do and because it's we're very image based and it's very about oh i got to show that i'm on social media and that that people think that i care or they that they i have this image of that i'm about this movement and that but the real work and the real enduring work really lies into that self-reflection and to that curiosity, that constant curiosity of unpeeling the dy- the the dynamics and the layers and the asking of the why. And, con- and that is a lifetime pursuit mm. to be honest. It's not just a one-time thing. No. And an allyship really at its core is constantly be cu- being curious, but not only being curious, moving on to actions and calling out and proact- being proactive about it. Yeah, I just wanted to bring that up also because it's important to start those conversations, but continually keep those conversations yeah. alive, even when there is not shock and awe in, this, in the media and yeah. it's not of the moment. Yeah. These are things that are happening, occurring constantly every day, Two people and those conversations need to constantly be happening for that veil to be lifted
1: yeah yeah
0: so hybrid generation anything (laughs) that we should look forward to in future guests or things to uh, that we can expect
1: no not really is first off I want to say that I thank you for having this conversation and starting this conversation with me and it's a journey it doesn't stop the work doesn't stop and so I also want to say that we're not coming from a victim mentality and we not only just we don't yeah. want to just use race as something that that is as I think with the conversations around some people think we use race just to generalize and common I don't know if commonize is a word but generalize a group we're mm-hmm. just talking from our experiences and the different experiences the guests are going to bring but what we want to do is have these conversations and then continually evolve these conversations because they are going to evolve over time Mm -hmm. this might not even be an issue in five or ten years time as Mm -hmm. the world grows much more diverse with interracial relationships and the new generation I feel is much more woke with the internet generation so um, my hope is that we continue to grow and evolve these conversations but I personally I've never been able to speak about this yeah. and so that's why I really want to speak about this is we're at a time where we have that space now and I'm going to talk about race yeah. and I don't want to compartmentalize my life where because... I want to be able to bring my full self
0: yeah, I and that. so
1: this yeah I think this is a yeah, part of what hybrid generation is bringing our full selves and being able to have dynamic and curious conversations with each other and move beyond the stereotypes
0: that is creating this empowerment to having conversations about the different layers and dynamics and facets that make people Mm. and not having to just show up in one way but multiple ways and having and we're finally shedding light to those other sides of people and yours of ourselves that we felt didn't have The opportunity to shed light, or we, because we had to conform, we had to suppress this other side. And there's no more room for suppression. It's all about empowerment, and it's not coming, you said, from a victim mentality. It's all about empowering all the sides of yourselves equally, so that we can tell complete stories, not half stories or half half truths, but complete and full, rich stories about what makes us human and whole. And through that we could look at everyone through a lens of humanity Mm. and not around labels and and I think that is beautiful and everyone could relate to that, the striving for a better humanity
1: and I just wanted to add one more note. it's not just going to be about race too because I feel we're influenced by many other things and so I grew up with a lot of I loved Oprah Oprah was a big influence in my life I know who doesn't love Oprah (laughs) but she introduced me to a lot of new thought leaders my dad loved Michael Jackson when I was younger my cousins listened to Tupac I was influenced by so many different things that I feel that makes me who I am not just my culture and race as well so just incorporating all those other things that doesn't put us into boxes
0: excellent thanks babe
1: well thanks
0: ted fun conversation so we'll just end it there
1: yeah we'll end it there thanks thanks
0: yeah
1: i'm gonna do the behind the scenes Mm.